0: You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknomedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchistan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to picture bad movies and share pornography. one According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside
1: down in a junior high toilet around
0: the clock. This is... We'll do live. is in, targets is out. Never miss communication. Is, uh, it's over 9,000. My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd to Know Basis Show. My name is Keanu Calico, and with us, as always,
1: is a Daryl Connor. Ahoy!
0: Ahoy! 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 How it feels you? like it's been a while since we've done one of these. How are you doing? I'm
1: uh, I'm really good. Well, it's weird. It, I've ha- I I have another uh, fantastic story to tell. Um, For anyone who's been following my Twitter Which you should At um, You really should And I don't mind if you at me or not I'm not like Bryn Who gets upset about it I don't know if Bryn gets upset or not But you should at Bully Bryn That's Uh, a fun
0: note Bryn gets upset about it
1: No I don't think he does I don't think he cares about anything But you know It's just just fun (laughs) In my head canon It's good to bully Bryn on Twitter Even though no one does And don't bully people But you know what I mean It's all part gimmick.
0: (laughs) With love All right. well then Obviously I suppose We should put up the start of the show we will be talking Spider-Man I'm getting No Way Home stuff. No Way Home. Yes. We'll try and do some non-spoilery stuff. We'll put frequent spoiler warnings if we get into the meat Listen, of it. I'm hoping here's the thing. Goes out folks. Uh, a folks. week after it's been out so at least it's been a bit of time. Listen, but-
1: hold on, Kim. Folks, if you're listening to this, the minute we start talking about Spider-Man and you haven't seen it, stop the podcast or park your car Drive into a cinema, go see it and then come back on and listen to the podcast because that's what you need to do, because we are going to talk about everything in the Spider-Man movie when we get to it, because I've seen it twice now, but we're not going to talk about it just yet. But when we do full spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, go see it. Go see it twice.
0: Thank you for that. And you can tell that I'm the one in charge of marketing and not Dara, because I would never in my wildest dreams say, listeners, turn this off
1: yeah well come back then <laughs> don't, don't disappear forever don't disappear forever just you know, put on pause and come back
0: i think the fact you've seen it twice in, is quite an endorsement but first in yes. the we really need a name for this series your ongoing epic struggle with it simply going to the cinema yeah, volume yeah a, five.
1: i don't know i call it something really clever in the in the, the show notes for a while ago i think it's like mystical adventures in the cinema or something like that it's some some clever name which I shouldn't research about but anyway yes so this is volume 3 or 4 I think it's volume 3 is it
0: it feels like volume 9
1: well it's the same cinema (laughs) (laughs) it's actually beyond the joke at this point how bad this cinema actually is and you know what look I'm gonna name names because it's very obvious on Twitter Uh, no I won't name names but go on my Twitter and you you see me name the names Um, but they did reach out to me after it and kind of acknowledge how, how ridiculous it was. So
0: Ooh, the thickens.
1: Yeah, they did. They, they offered me free cinema tickets as well. So, yeah. But here's the thing. I don't want them because <laughs> it's a bad experience. But anyway, so go to Cineworld or go to The View because they're great. Um, yeah, just literally go to The View or Cineworld. Literally, because they're, they're great and you will not have this problem. Mm. Case in point today, when I went to Cineworld, i saw spider-man and none, of these, things happened. <laughs> none <laughs> of these things happened so i'm gonna go go through this real quick um so me and my dad go to cinema a lot right it's the kind of the thing that we do right um and we always have like you know some of my areas memories have been my dad taking me to go see star wars and, oh. and all that kind of stuff so uh, cinema is a big thing with me and my dad right so we go all the time it's everything right and um I'm like, right, we're going to see Spider-Man tonight. He goes, oh, but it's on a half 11. I'm like, yeah, but spoilers are already coming out and I can't really? avoid them. I need to see it. So he's like, all right, we'll go. So we went and um, we showed up and you had to buy your tickets and all that, kind of stuff, all that good stuff. But we arrived when we were there half an hour early. And I used to like to go 45 minutes, half an hour early. Obviously to get through the, the checkpoints and all that kind of stuff. But when we got there, there was a line a huge line of people obviously checking the the certs and all that kind of stuff, Mm. which is fine. That's not a problem, right? It's the fact that um, you have to have ID as well. A lot of people didn't. Oh, I've
0: never had that before.
1: Yeah, well, this is why you don't go to the cinema. This would go to the viewer, go to Cineworld, where it's not ridiculous. Um, But this cinema specifically wants you to show ID. So there's like hordes and hordes and hordes of un- so she distanced people just standing outside the cinema, which in my mind is kind of worse than not having an ID, right? <laughs> um, so that was the first intro to And we were there for like 20 minutes. We got, uh, we got in and then there was a massive queue for food, which look, you don't really need food in the cinema. But for me, as a business standpoint, I'm like, that's where you make most of your money. You should probably fix that or you're not going to make any money. And a lot of people just didn't buy food because you just couldn't. The queue never stopped. The queue was there the entire runtime of the cinema. And I know because I went and checked just to see if the queue was still there because it was that ridiculous. Um, if anyone knows in Blanchardstown where the cinema is, it goes all the way down past the door. And, that's, and it was even going outside towards where the Eddie Rockets is. If, uh, if people know, the, know the, the area, that's how far this queue was. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and it was like that the entire time. And I just, in pure disbelief, I was like, wow the movie's over and there's still a huge queue so it was like that and I'm just like wow well, okay and look all that's fine the problem really started when the movie got going so we went in uh, we got premier seats and sitting there and all that kind of good stuff and the cinema was packed absolutely packed jammer and again
0: so wait hang on were they doing like the social distancing thing barely. and so I saw it today and they were almost like two seats apart you know yeah
1: barely Um, so they were supposed to have one or two seats apart but that wasn't a here to People were running around the cinema. Uh, massless, massless galore coming and going. Which, look, is what it is. But um, screaming, texting, people taking pictures of themselves during the movie. Um, pretty much everything you could possibly think to ruin a cinema experience happened in this experience. And then the coup de gras was when the movie was over. And again, like we would have walked out if it had been anything other than Spider-Man. Literally, like if, it, it, or even the Matrix, if I had to been either one of those movies or like, right, we're just going to watch it just because I don't want to get it spoiled. Right. So I'm like, OK, we'll sit through it and then that's it. The best part came when the movie ended and instead. So when the movie ends, Kane, what do you do? You get up or you wait for things to go and you walk down the stairs and you, you take your food, with you or whatever, and you put it in the bin. Right. That's what you
0: do. If you're a relatively normal person. Yes.
1: What you don't do is you don't climb over all the seats from the top and walk down all the seats and then hop the barrier. That's what happened. Again, how many?
0: All of them? One of them? Uh, one?
1: More than 20, More than 10. Okay. So it was a lot.
0: <laughs> Again, Were I'd they never... inspired by the Spider-Man antics? I have really? never
1: seen this before in my life, but I saw it a lot in, in this specific screening. <laughs> and then, when we were leaving, someone had puked all over the entranceway. Ah so that's just some but some of the highlights of uh, this specific cinema in my locality and um, yeah I, I again I, it, it, the, the first two parts of this series were explaining how ridiculous it was to even get into the cinema and it seems like things <laughs> have got progressively worse so again I'm I. Um,
0: so this is like the return of the king this is the struggle with leaving the cinema now was yeah I like, know the, to- the epic Tolkien journey of like your first story was trying to get in. Your second story was being in. Now it's going home. We're yeah, going to spend I... a half an hour with it, really decompressing. So
1: I'm just saying, you know, if you have a choice, ladies and gentlemen, in my experience, until things change, go to The View or go to Cineworld where none of these things happened. I was in Sydney World today. It was wonderful. You, you show your, your passport, you show your, your cert or whatever, you go up and that's it. No puke. <laughs> <laughs> no running down the seats people wearing their masks coming and going um, no one screaming and shouting well in this movie they did before they were cheering for for parts in the movie which is fair enough because they got really yeah. so that's that's okay no one took pictures of themselves during the movie pretty much it was the complete opposite and what you would expect now here's where it gets interesting the tickets for this specific cinema is about 30 euro give or take right
0: for two or
1: uh in total OK, OK. So it is rather expensive. Now, Cineworld, I have the Cineworld pass. It cost me nothing today. And I'm like, I even said this in my email to, to the to this, uh, cinema. I'm like, it's really expensive to go to your cinema. And you, <laughs> and you, you, expect the, you expect some sort of quality and there's just no quality control. And I'm like, yeah, man, no. So, you know, uh, The Matrix out next week, I already have my tickets pre-booked for Cineworld. I'm really excited so I probably will go see in this other cinema uh, to take them up on their free ticket offer but I swear if that happens again I'm like yeah no just refund (laughs) absolutely and look folks if you're listening to this don't be afraid to email because you're you're totally well you're not being a Karen or whatever you're totally well within your rights like I understand I used to work in a cinema many moons ago oh yeah I I never knew that
0: about
1: you I used to work in that specific cinema which I also ah the
0: plot thickens
1: yeah so I know how it's supposed to run and um I was just like, I even said, it. I said, look, things are tough with, with COVID and all that kind of good stuff, but there's some, you know, this was ridiculous. Like the first couple of bits you can kind of roll with, but when, when I saw the sick, I was like, all right, this really is this <laughs> not too much. This, we have crossed the point of what is acceptable. Um, but yeah, look, and I would encourage everybody to do the same thing. If you ever have experience, like don't be afraid to email them or Twitter. Twitter is the best way to get a response. Always just tweet about it. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's the, th- and ho- I, look, I don't think I'll be going to this cinema again, to, to be frank with you. I, I just, I genu- it's genuinely not worth it. Anytime I go recently, since COVID, even a little bit before COVID, it wasn't great. Like, it was never a great cinema. It was, all, it was always okay, even when I worked there. Right. But since COVID, they just dropped all quality control. And you're like, this is just terrible. This is a terrible experience. Um, so, yeah. I'm just like, you know what? Uh, the view is good. It's also five euro. The view is five <laughs> euro of movies, so like even if it's bad, you're like, I paid five euro for this. It's fine, not thirty euro. <laughs> yeah, which is way too much. But anyway, that's my story, folks. So um, and again, you know, I hate to come on here and, and be a Debbie Downer to to mm. uh, industries that are struggling, but it's like this is why your industry is struggling because. This is just not okay. Like it's a well cinema. to some degree, to
0: you're gonna have that with any industry that involves being locked in with random members of the public. You know, it's worth absolutely.
1: But that. the problem here was staffing. They had right. like they had two people checking the certs outside, which if they did a system properly. Here's it, oh and I've actually pitched this to these guys in the email as well. Here's what you do, <laughs> right? No, genuinely. I was like, look, here's how to fix it. One, and you can you can use this for free, cinema who I'm not gonna name. You scan your ticket, you scan your cert while you're buying your ticket. Mm. As in, you physically cannot buy a ticket without showing the pass. Right. That's one way to eliminate people scanning the ticket. And people like, check an ID. If you physically can't do it, you you won't be able to do it, right? Right. And you're not going to go through that much effort. And two, pre-book food, like Starbucks, like you can at Starbucks. There you go. There's two ways which they can build out this problem because they've created this massive overhead by being so anal retentive about checking the certs with the photo ID where the overhead, and again, I said this in, in the first part of this series, <laughs> need, it comes full circle. It's like, you know, it's like when you say something with a vulnerability or something in in, uh, in the cybersecurity world and they don't listen then they get hacked and you're like, you see? This is what's going to happen. They create too much of an overhead with the point being that they actually can't wield it there's two members of staff there and then there's like three other members of staff to run the whole cinema. Right. They can't sell their food and they can't monitor the screens. So it's like either you hire more staff, which you can't do because cinemas are being punished severely by government uh, policies at the moment.
0: Oh, are they affected by the closing thing? They
1: are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But they were punished beforehand with the reduced capacity and all that kind of stuff. So they're operating at a huge loss. Okay. Um, But they're not used, they're not thinking ahead. It's like, Instead of trying to fill it with people who, to be fair, a lot of these lads were getting abused, which was really just not okay. Uh, mm. Getting shouted at people—that was just not cool. Yeah. Um, but you should never shout at somebody in, in like complain by email, like a like a civilized person. No, oh, don't shout at some random person because it's not their fault. They're just doing that's, a, job.
0: that's a fair barometer for complaints. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you can shout something in passion, but if you have to type it out and like put regards at the end. You'll do exactly. through a bit more, you know,
1: and, and the, the actual people who make the decisions are going to read the email, not some mm. random cashier who's just trying to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. pay for college like mm. le- legitimately. Like, it's not cool. Anyway, but as I said, you know, if, if they put through the back end systems, they wouldn't need to have people taken away from certain things. Again, if the COVID thing is going to be there, put it into your back end booking system. It's not difficult to do. Um, and there you go you know that would fix a huge overhead and also look into pre-booking the food but again it is what it is and um, I would say you know hopefully I, there won't be another part of this series because I'm not <laughs> going back to that cinema again And you know what I, I as I was booking the tickets I'm like it's the, literally the only place we can go there's nowhere else I don't want to <laughs> go here and then from the get-go I'm like oh we're in for a ride but I did not think it was going to be that bad Genuinely, I, I was, sh- and again, I never seen people crawl over seats from the top all the way down. It was incredible. And then also, uh, the puke, and it was just like, well, there we go. So, yeah, my advice, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the locality, go to View or go to Cineworld World. Do not go. Oh to my Cineworld.
0: god, I am dying to hear what you actually thought of the film at this point because you've underhyped it to a huge extent.
1: Well, no, hold on. This should be a ringing endorsement, Kane. I stayed. <laughs> During, the, during all this because the movie was so good
0: okay alright well we'll so, do some non-spoilery stuff first obviously for anyone who just happened to tune in and missed the epic ballad uh, we're talking Spider-Man No Way Home which at the time of recording is out two three days yes, relatively yes. new yes. Um, you've seen it twice I've seen it once Wash uh, yes. before we go into it what were your initial expectations before seeing it
1: Oh, I knew it was going to be incredible. It's Spider-Man. Oh, yeah? yeah, it's Spider-Man. Like, there's no way you can... It's very difficult to mess up a Spider-Man movie. Now, they oh, have done... You know,
0: they've, they've made a fair good effort in the last two years.
1: I don't know. Look, I really like the Amazing Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man... Spider. Yeah. Amazing... yeah, I I actually... Andrew Garfield's my favorite Spider-Man, right? We um, did
0: actually do an episode on this two or three years ago. Yeah, right? no, he,
1: he... I just think he... He just gets it. Mm. You know, he just... He just buy him a Spider-Man a lot more than... Like, from the offset. Mm. Um, and they actually kind of make a joke about it in the movie. But um, the thing about it is, when you're watching, when you're watching something like this, you're like, well, how can I judge it? Do I judge it as a Spider Man movie? Do I judge it as a Marvel movie? Do I judge it as a as a um, you know, how am I supposed to take it? Yeah, and for me, that was kind of the barometer that I was working off. And then I'm like, okay, it's basically End Game for Spider Man.
0: Yeah, sort of. uh, I mean, we'll try not to give stuff away, but they're definitely doing the multiversal type stuff that um, the animated Spider-Man's kind of flirted with a few years ago, like, you know.
1: Yeah, no, but it more has a, it it hits the reset button on lots of things because as I said to you, and we talked about this, that's what phase four is. Phase four is a reset button. They can't go any bigger without ending the movie series completely yeah so you have to find a way to kind of reset the status quo go smaller and that's kind of what they've been doing through the tv shows and also you know now through spider-man kind of being like because spider-man's like the heart of the mcu now taken away from iron man yeah um and that's kind of what they're doing but before we get into that um i do want to talk about hawkeye real quick right so so we we had um again spoilers folks um we had a crossover characters from the Netflix series really coming into the MCU now. So there's one in Spider-Man which you talk about, and there's one in uh Hawkeye. So yeah,
0: and the internet's been really on fire with this one for the run-up to the Spider-Man release now. Yeah, absolutely. I think so, it's I think it's long enough ago to say that, like, yeah, the uh the kingpin has yeah. kind of briefly appeared in we kind of talked about it anyway in a previous episode
1: yeah but what's, uh, but what's cool but, about but what's cool about that Kane, is that's what i'm saying to you yeah. these are all the smaller the smaller characters now that are coming out. yeah i'm um, look kingpin is a huge character but what i mean but that is he's not thanos yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> he's yeah. a crime boss and so it means when spider-man does actually just be spider-man where he can he's yeah. not Pulled into the Avengers, he's just being Spider Man, which has been a criticism of Tom Holland. Right? I genuinely think that's justified because um, he hasn't really been Spider Man that much. But then again, well, it, I
0: mean, we kind of alluded to this, I think, the last time we were talking about it, which was that we have to look at the climate in which a new Spider Man was made like two years after Andrew Garfield and yeah. like only like six years after Tobey Maguire. But
1: see, that's what's interesting about this. What's interesting about it is. We have Tom Holland now, who is grown into maturity, where he can actually take on Kingpin as an adult rather than as a kid. Right, 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 right. Which is pretty cool, I have to say. So, look, I think this is a great move for for the MCU. It it means that I can go pretty much on on forever without what because look, it was too unwieldy after Endgame. We all in this show were like, look, we're kind of done with the MCU because where is it going to go from here? Mm. and now what they've done is they've kind of walked a lot of it back as far as the stakes and the scales One division, uh, not one WandaVision um, Doctor Strange 2 that's mm. going to be a complete reset of the MCU as far as on a cosmic level where they're going to be able to kind of like right oh, here's the new status quo because right. they still haven't managed to do that yet I, one thing I will say about this I was like I, honest, I was expecting them to do that in this movie but it makes a lot more sense I thought they were going to do the reset in this movie right they're not. They they just reset the stakes of what Spider-Man is.
0: Yeah, and that is, like, because to go back to my own initial kind of expectations, I was going into this going, is this a Marvel movie or is this a Sony movie? Because I yeah. remember those leaks that came out a few years ago where it was like, oh, put Dr. Octopus in, put Green Goblin in, put them all in, and you could go, oh, God. And, like, this is clearly like a Marvel movie, but at the same time, you could imagine them insisting upon this multiversal stuff because you know again it's a well, big no, hotness well, the nece- moment
1: well not necessarily Marvel have been like I think the multiverse thing in Spider-Man has always been teased and th- like that was it is interesting that that's the entry point but I mean like we were expecting it for so long and in Division just leaving everyone with a bad taste in their mouth while you're teasing us in that way which I still haven't forgiven you Marvel that's not cool um <laughs> Don't don't do that. Oh, you
0: mean the the quicksilver thing? What? No, I'm
1: so annoyed by that. <laughs> so annoyed by it. Uh, Evan Peters like breaking my heart, bringing him there, and he could be the, the 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 quicksilver, and then you just take
0: him away, and you're like, but I like Evan Peters; he's great. Well, well he still can be though. I mean, like, sure. Look, look who's getting into spoilers. Like, look who's in the trailers for No Way Home. Like, you know, there you go. There's, like, there's I, kind of no limits at the moment. Like. Well, that's it, you know,
1: um, but look, as I said, the, the movie itself is very, very cool. We will get to there's just one or two things I want to touch on real quick before we jump into a proper because we're yeah. only not we're only at the 21 minute mark. So um, <laughs> there was a big uh, vulnerability cyber attack during the week uh, and it was crazy. So just, you know, a bit of tech news. Basically, yeah. Java's really unsafe. Uh, they had a, a, a basically a vulnerability that isn't really a vulnerability. It's a feature of the language right so basically java works on everything that's great but it was never supposed to work outside of a data center and now it's everywhere and basically that's the problem someone figured out on a minecraft server how to inject code so basically well you can build anything there you know you can indeed including basically if you leverage that you put a a specific string which is a, a you know, like a bunch of characters, you put that into an input device and you can basically take over that computer or server. Right. So it's... Okay, a, that's it, disgusting. It's apocalyptic. <laughs> Seriously, this is probably, you know, to put it into perspective, this is the the black death of my, uh, vulnerabilities. This is the vulnerability.
0: I feel like this is just going to have to become a recurring segment on the show because it feels like... I'm getting, I, I don't really keep up with the cyber industry. No one talks, so no, dude, it's amazing. Like, Did,
1: people like, don't talk about this, and you're mm. so used to hearing about, you know, certain things or whatever. But what I mean is, like, people don't realize that this is the calm before the storm. When this gets, we- and it already is weaponized, like, there's ransomware attacks happening every, I think there's two a second. Seriously? Uh, yeah, but that's in successful general. Successful ones, like. No, not successful ones, but they right, still happens. Right, right. Um, but what I mean is like now and that's a low that's a low number by the way that's yeah. it probably is way higher but um, with this specifically um, if this isn't patched which means fixed mm. um, it, it can actually cause serious problems and one of the biggest problems it causes is a botnet which can take down the entire internet
0: oh my god
1: so yeah it's real bad and people should be worried about it um, And you're going to get your
0: cyberpunk future that's pretty good
1: we're already in a cyberpunk future this is pretty boring it's <laughs> not a cool one there isn't enough neon
0: yeah um, I had that slightly shallow thought of uh, watching that episode of Hawkeye where they um, one of the characters like bips and jumps from 2018 to 2023 and you're like ah, he took the shortcut, skipped <laughs> all this nonsense oh man um,
1: but yeah as I said you know this is there is a lot to watch on this watch out for um, yeah. but look as I said Uh, It seems like most companies are taking it seriously. Uh, But, you know, it's funny that when you watch the news, they just don't talk about it. And you're like, this is a huge deal.
0: I think it's because, I mean, people like me, they just don't know how to communicate it in the language that you're using, you know? But what's
1: interesting is, uh, you know, they've had over two years of talking about a virus. Mm. And nobody is a medical expert. Yeah. You know, who would who would weigh on this? Like no one on the news who reads the news is a medical expert, but they're telling us this stuff. And I, I do believe that like they should do the same thing with computers, where it's like this is a real real thing you should
0: watch out for. Because oh, oh, definitely, more education is much needed. Like you know, I think we've talked about this several times on the show. I know, but it's getting worse. Like what I mean is, this isn't
1: a weakness. The thing about this is, this isn't a weakness of Java. This is a feature of Java. Right. As in, like, it is doing exactly what it was designed to do, but no, it's not that nobody knew about it, just with the company that bought Java from the developers initially, we're like, nah, and then they just went along with it. And then people realized, oh, we can actually lev- re- leverage this and go for it. And I think, um, it would be more interesting to see because, like, there was a cyber attack there in the on the coom. and it's like, if there was some kind of awareness, there would be. More kind of like, oh, we should probably do something about this because there is that public outcry, and that's why you know, (laughs) it's funny. Like I'm when I see this kind of stuff happen, I get the vibes that I got in 2019 in November and December when people were like, you know, there's like there were certain streams
0: that it'll never happen here, that kind of thing. Like, yeah,
1: no, but I was watching the Medicare streams, and he was like, yeah, there's this serious thing coming from China, watch out. And at the same time in Ireland, nobody does anything, and then. There you go. Like, yeah. but that's what it feels like when you're when you're when you see these massive vulnerabilities. And you're like, geez, someone should probably like. Be, there should be a bigger deal about this. Yeah, and that's why because, I like. That's why I like to to kind of tell people here because I'm like, these this is these are the trends that are going on. And um also, you know, if you use Minecraft, up, up, upgrade your Minecraft.
0: <laughs> you know, it's mean, like that's a consideration because Minecraft is mostly played by. Kids and teenagers Who yeah, like you know correct. Should be protected From lots of internet stuff And all that you know
1: Absolutely you know Like and If that's where Where it comes full circle Because like At the moment That is one of the The major attack vectors. But like mm. You know we keep an eye And obviously you know When when there are big Cyber attack things We, we talk about them on the show But uh, that's one I wanted I couldn't go without Because literally It's been my life For a week and a half This mm. whole thing So I'm like Wow man This is this is a big deal and it's just funny <laughs> that Like nobody talks about it But there we oh, go Oh that's we...
0: just it And like my standard go-to thing is What can people like me Listening at home do To stay safer you know Yeah well the main thing would just be the
1: same thing Don't click links And update right. your stuff And there you go
0: Yeah because they, they did Confirm that the The HSE thing happened Because someone clicking A dodgy link you know Of course it did
1: Always does Always
0: happens yeah, exactly. I'm like remotely surprised Yeah no absolutely No it's
1: like You know this kind of stuff is always done through social engineering. It's never right. like again, like the weakness is people. It's never it's never the computer's fault. Pure Computer doesn't right. have a doesn't have a conscience. It doesn't know it just does what it and this is the thing with Java. Like if Java had it just stayed in a data center. This would never would have happened, but right. it was bought used the way it's not supposed to be used. Now, in hindsight, used everywhere. And it was, like, oh, God, what's going on? And that's what caused the problem. It's very much the same as the Internet in general. it wasn't supposed to be used the way we're using it that's why it's so unsafe never supposed to be used like this
0: well Uh, what way was it supposed to be used
1: it was supposed to be used in case we nuke each other or need to talk to each other right or in a less dramatic way just to send like uh communication between colleges that was it, right literally that's it instead of
0: being a place where you hide from no way home spoilers
1: or where you shop, or where you bank, or where right. you or where you hide personal data, all this kind of stuff. So remember, everything we add on the internet is like built on top of nineteen seventy and eighties technology.
0: That's true. we already really think about
1: that, yeah. Like it's held together by duct tape and prayers. <laughs> and sometimes the prayers aren't answered, and sometimes the duct tape goes on fire. And that's when <laughs> and that's when it happens. So and that's
0: where you come in.
1: And that's where I come in. <laughs> no, I'm usually saying. Put more duct tape on it before it goes on fire. Now it's on fire. Well, you're told. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there we go. Anyway, so yeah. just to uh, to go back to the the Marvel fictional. Yeah, movies, yeah, yeah. Away from the the real scaryness <laughs> Modern world. Um. So yeah, this is your warning, folks. We're going to talk full on spoilers. So. You can't talk to Phoenix. You can't email us. You know, you were told full on mega spoilers. Stop the podcast. Go see it, or stop the radio. Go into the cinema. Maybe not the one I talked about at the beginning of the show. Go to a different cinema and watch <laughs> the movie, and then come back. So there we go. Take us away, Kane.
0: <coughs> okay. Well, yeah, I was actually quite nervous for this one because, like, um. Like you said, kind of Endgame did its own thing, but I don't like the idea of every Marvel being an Endgame-type film, you know? I Mm. uh, Whenever they bring um, a character, like, you know, the Rogues Gallery, they bring back into this, Mm. I feel like it's a huge risk, because, like, not only could it not work in this, but you could kind of squander what had gone before a little bit. But I was very impressed with how focused this one was because like the previous two Tom Holland they were a bit they had a bit of flab on them you know they were a bit scatter shot, even when yeah. they were great like but this one was the most focused of all three irrespective of all the kind of fan servicey things and I was very was hugely impressed with this I mean I do think it sits in the shadow of the Spider-Verse to some extent I don't I, think uh, so no don't you not welcome
1: so. no. no 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 because I, I didn't like Into the Spider-Verse
0: oh okay No
1: not that's wrong I did I just don't like Miles Morales You take out Miles Morales And you have a great movie
0: You take out Miles Morales You don't have a movie
1: You do Just use Gwen
0: Well Gwen is And actually Because obviously Haley Seinfeld Is Spider-Gwen as well So there's a little overlap there I want Spider-Gwen
1: I want a Spider-Gwen movie You'll probably get it eventually Miles Morales is terrible Terrible character Always has been Always has been I don't care I don't care you know, at me, IRL, or whatever. Miles oh, they Morris, will. Miles Morales, someone tell me why he's a good character. Tell me why. <laughs> Anybody. Tell me why he's a good character. One person, tell me
0: why. He's relatable. How? Because he's an awkward dork. Like, like Peter Parker? But like not in like a Revenge of the Nerds type way, you know?
1: No, but hold on. He's not... How is he related? No, hold on. No, you said it... he's... Peter Parker's also relatable. That's the whole point of Spider-Man. How specifically is Miles Morales... Interesting.
0: Uh, I haven't seen the film in a while, but like I thought, he was a, a enjoyable character. You know,
1: like the only thing he has really, and one thing I do have to say that is interesting. He didn't even really talk about it in in the in the movie. And right. sorry, in, well actually, he did it kind of, but he didn't. They should have went deeper with it. I really like the way Prowler is his uncle. Right? Yeah, 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 and the fact that his dad's a cop, and he's kind of walking that line between his uncle being the prowler who was supervillain. Mm. Um, villain. I think that dynamic is really cool. But even in the comics, they don't touch on that.
0: Oh, I haven't read the comics, unfortunately.
1: I have. This is what I'm saying. I just, I don't. <laughs> See, this is the thing, right? I don't, I, I used to be really bad with the, with you know, oh, it's not like the comics. But right, then right, I realized right. that adaption is, is its own thing.
0: Yeah, that's a losing battle there. Well, not really. It's like it's it's it
1: informs the character. Right. But what I mean is from what I've seen from Mars, anytime he's wheeled out, it's very superficial. They don't right. go for it. And I haven't played the game because I'm not going to buy DLC of Miles Morales, package of 70 bucks. Just <laughs> <It's> not <laughs> happening. But what I will say is, um, you know, if if they're able to flesh him out and if he does because he's going to come to the MCU, they 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 joke about it in the movie. If it's the same again, I have no interest in seeing it. Genuinely, no interest.
0: But like, you know, I mean, like we have in this film th- like, you know, uh, several interpretations of the Spider-Man universe, like, you know, so it could be they'll find a way to make it work for I mean, certainly I think Miles is class. You know, I like any of those Kate bishop type characters who are fans who've grown up on the legends of things and they're trying to carve their own way, you know. Uh
1: oh yeah sorry that's um, right <laughs> had a bit of a coffin attack there it was weird but oh. yeah no. I think that's a cool I think that is cool and that is something that they can do but like with Spider Gwen specifically what's interesting about her is one she is her own character okay yeah she's, that's she's, fair she's specifically not just Peter Parker but not. Which is what you said Modern Malice is, which is kind of why he's so annoying. Um, But with Gwen, she's like. She's her own person, first and foremost. She just happens to be bitten by the spider. She still has the same kind of dynamic, but it's from a completely different perspective. Not only because she's a woman, but she's like, you know, she's in a band. She's she kind of has that punk rock edge to her. She is actually quite funny and entertaining. And just her different approaches to even being Spider-Man is interesting. Yeah. With Miles, it's like he has, you know, the mixed race family, which is, which is a cool thing to explore. Explored a little bit in the comics. Not really that much in, in any other media. But I think, like, the strongest thing which they can lean into, they just didn't. And I think they touched on it. And my fear would be, if you get a Miles movie, it's a superficial telling of retreading the first 25 issues of Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, oh I well, like, now
0: oh. Ultimate Spider-Man is like that. That deserves a full episode of its own. The Ultimate yeah. Universe is a bit of an upside down, and and, and this been rolling down a hill, you know.
1: But but this is all I've seen from Ultimate Marvel, even in the Spider Verse, which look is a good movie, but it's a good movie in spite of its source material. Um, like I think Miles is a cool supporting character. Like even in the Spider-Man game, he's cool. But like there needs to be a reason for him to be there. He can't just be like, "Oh, I'm in a Spider-Man now." Now. If they were going to do it in such a way where Spider-Man is... Well, Peter Parker's fighting Prowler or something. Or Kingpin, which is probably what they're going to do. Fighting Kingpin, Prowler's involved, and then he saves Miles, and then they discover it kind of the way they did at the end of the Spider-Man PS4 game. That would be cool. And it would make a reason for him to be there. I think the Spider-Man game actually did a lot more justification of Miles Morales as a character... Then into Spider-Verse. But sorry, that's my big rant going, but I just no, want to No, no, that's quite right. all right. Um, or, 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 or Spider-Man 2099. Do that.
0: Well, I mean, we are getting that, but sure, that's a conversation for another day. But I but... want
1: it now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have to wait for things. You've had I'm two not... Marvels this week. You're full. I'm full. <laughs> Um, and
1: and like, th- we've had so much Marvel this year It's crazy Like three Marvel mo- Four Marvel movies Well we had the
0: backlog Of yeah. like uh, none in 2020 And actually again Going back to the Hawkeye episode this week I think that helped Because Marvel has to navigate the fact That it now it technically exists In the year 2024 Yeah Uh, So having that break I mean it, it doesn't really make a difference What year it's all in Loki could be any year really He could his show could be in the 1970s for all that matters with continuity. Yes. But like, it's, to have a general cohesion, I think it did help to bridge that gap a little bit. Mm,
1: absolutely. I think, it, like, everything going to happens for a reason and I think with, um, like, the absence made a heart grow fonder, I think, mm. for Marvel content. And also, look, Every screening I've been in for this, or you even have a look, try by tickets, all the tickets are sold out for this movie. So yeah. it just proves that people will go to the theater if there's a good movie on. And this Spider-Man movie is probably one of the best Marvel movies ever. Not because it's technically amazing, because mm. look, it's, it's kind of not, but it also kind of is in lots of other ways. Like it's full-on full yeah. on fan service. Full on The whole movie is just fan service.
0: Oh, completely. That's, I mean... We'll get into kind of the relative spoilers chronologically. I, I first jumped in my chair in two moments where first seeing the, the Rogers musical poster from Hawkeye.
1: Yeah, that was just cool. Just
0: being in the background around the place. Yeah. Was and really then cool. second, when a certain Netflix MCU character turned up for a little cameo. Like, you know.
1: So there was a talk. Sorry, there was talk at the beginning of the movie. Mm. Sorry, at the beginning of this movie's PR thing. Yeah. That um, when the first trailer came out, they noticed that. Charlie Cox, aka Daredevil, was in the interrogation room. Now, he was. Now, what's interesting is when you watch Marvel trailers, they do actually lie about it and change stuff and put stuff in it that isn't yeah, actually yeah. in the movie. Like the whole Doc, Doctor Strange winking thing and one going, don't cast that spell. That's not in the movie. Um,
0: oh, yeah. And like little things like they'll change swear words around, they got the yeah. jokes in the trailers, that kind of thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you know, could have been Charlie Cox, but. That turned out to be a, re- a red herring because yeah. he's actually in the movie, but in Peter Parker's apartment. And yeah. what I love, what yeah. I love, what I love about it is not overbearing. Like there was some cheers in the cinema when that happened. Not, not. I'm going to use the, I'm going to use like my experience today as the control, um, <laughs> the the control experience.
0: For the where, record, I had a very nice experience at the cinema.
1: What, can, are you going to name the cinema? Uh,
0: was it IMC? I think.
1: I go to IMC as well. <laughs> um, yeah well that's great man I'm really glad you had a good experience because yeah. like you know I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the movie a lot more today right. uh, and people cheered but it was like a respectful kind of golf clap you know
0: yeah um, I, I, I had a few I had the, a few escalating cheers but uh, that was kind of the first one the, the yeah. Charlie Cox turning up
1: yeah and that was but... cool and, and I, I think um you know the fact that he's there means that Spider-Man is just going
0: to hang out with him because they do hang out an awful lot to be fair that's what I was wondering about but in the comics because I actually I do have the the comics run when they become friends like you know in the comics their ages are much closer mm. like you know Charlie Cox is like in his I'm I'm going to assume mid 30s like yeah. you know so the dynamic would have to be reworked but then again like Spider-Man has gone through a string of mentor figures in in form of like you know Iron Man, Mysterio, Nick Fury, Doctor Strange. So maybe they could work that angle or something like that. Yeah, plus they don't know how old he is. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like
1: now that he... Uh, spoilers, now that everybody forgets who he is, um, they could just think he's like 25 or something like that, you yeah. know? But anyway, so what happens then is there is the obviously for next uh, appearance of obviously the whole Rogue's gallery of the, almost, almost the entire Rogue's gallery. Of- oh,
0: don't jump just- too far ahead. There's a okay, fair amount of Doctor Strange stuff for this film as well. Ah, yeah. But not like- really a spoiler, but it ah, was yeah, incredibly but- well done. Having Michael Piacchino do the music yeah. gave it a nice cohesion. And like, you know, the, like the set pieces involving Doctor Strange were okay. on par with the Doctor Strange film. And they, but- and they haven't really tried that, even though he's been in the MCU for quite a while now.
1: Well, it's it's outside of his wheelhouse, you know, like he doesn't have control. Like he he hasn't he didn't go to the mirror dimension with Thanos. He didn't go to the mirror dimension with anyone else. He just, you know, he doesn't have any control there because it was so far above him that he's like, I don't I can't do this, you know? Yeah. Um, But I I love Doc Strange. I think that's my favorite Marvel movie the whole lot Uh, before this one. I love it. I think it's it's it gets so underrated and it's a shame because it's Brilliant. It's so good. And Dr. Strange is one of my favorite characters of the whole MCU and of Marvel in general. That I'm like, cool, man. You know, this <laughs> is great. But I was expecting I was actually expecting him to be in it a lot more, and he wasn't.
0: Oh, I'm glad he was in it as much as he was. It's like this is what I was worried about saying earlier. It's with films like this, they get so crowded so quickly mm. that you could actually come out of it feeling like you've seen everyone, but you haven't spent a huge amount of time with them. You know what I mean? It's like I think they balanced wedding. it just right, you know. It's like and, an Irish and wedding still where you kept just... it like a Spider-Man film, you
1: know. Yeah, it's like an Irish wedding where you get to actually talk to talk to the, the couple like once.
0: That's a that's really a... good analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <coughs> so yeah, that's that was like once that happened, I was like, oh great, we're we're kind of done here and we're able to yeah. kind of move on. Um, but when it got going into the Spider-Man stuff, it was a little bit convoluted.
0: Like a oh, little bit convoluted. Like, like I mean, this film yeah. is shameless. That's us like, The
1: actual yeah, the actual setup was and he do lampshade it where he's like, he didn't call them.
0: Yeah. To so, to clarify for people who may be listening who haven't seen the film and maybe don't want to, but they want to hear us, they may right. exist, who knows? Um fair. It's basically um Spider-Man is public enemy number one. Him and his friends get unfairly refused from the college they want to go to after they graduate. And uh, Spider-Man, you see it in the trailer, he wants to wipe his memory or the world's memory of him being Spider-Man so he can get that other shot. Yeah, And yeah, Doctor Strange said, why didn't you just call him up? Here's as what's opposed, weird. As opposed to doing a multiversal uh, DC-style universe wipe, you know.
1: Here's what's weird about this, right? So in-universe the MCU and MIT are like interlinked. Right. Tony Stark gives a speech at MIT.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mysterio was at it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he also uh, has the funding of grants, right? Yeah. Could Pierre not have called Pepper and been like, hey, Pepper, could you just, you know, maybe just get us in
0: there, please? Maybe but like the entirety <laughs> of Spider-Man Homecoming is him calling Iron Man and not being answered. So
1: yeah, that's fair too. Yeah. I I
0: I don't I don't think Peter has special privilege. Like they have a line in the film about it. He's like I'm the most famous person in the world but I'm still broke. Like, you know, that's the most Spider-Man thing ever, you know.
1: I just it it's just kind of like I don't know how he hasn't got a deal worked out. You know, mm. cuz with 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 what we've seen from Tony Stark specifically, MIT is his basically owns it, like you know. And Pepper wasn't like, you know, I you know I'm gonna say this now. Pepper comes off as the coldest, you know what, in the world after Endgame, right?
0: What you mean? While she's grieving? <laughs> well,
1: okay, All right, I Take
0: it back. I take, it back. I
1: take it back. I take it back because it, this is the second time that we've seen. Someone instrumental in Endgame, um, just be screwed over like Sam being screwed over by not being paid or whatever.
0: Oh yeah, that kind of set the precedent that like like, superheroes are kind of like volunteer firefighters. Yeah, and you're like, I suppose suppose you could blame the what is it called the Sokovia Accords? Like, they refuse to be agents of the government, so maybe they're just freelancers now or something like that.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing: Spider Man was on Tony's side.
0: That's that's true. That's true. You know, uh, and and I'm like,
1: I'm I just like happy's there as well. Could he not? Could he not be like? Listen, can you just talk to Pepper to talk to them? Like, I look, the amount of money that Tony probably gave MIT. Hmm. You know, it's like Mister Burns trying to get uh, his son in. Yeah, in, into her, into was a Yale. Um, That's you know, we true, should, but
0: at the same time I don't like, because really we actually used have A lot of had scandals about this in the past year um, yeah. About celebrities Buying their kids into colleges and that kind of stuff He's Spider-Man I know, but there's actually <laughs> a line In the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie Where Osborn offers to give him a job But he says, uh, no I, I'd rather make it on my own steam Like you know, And it's basically yeah. just a way to get a dig In at Harry Osborn but well, oh, it's there. Fair. You know, I consider yeah. that a very Spider Man trait. Like, I mean, they pointed out in this film as well, where it's yeah. like, what's the thing? Uh, MJ goes, What? You decided to just change the entire universe instead of talking to me and Ned and coming up with a plan together? Yeah. You know, like he's kind of selfless to a fault. You know, I don't think asking for help is very much his thing.
1: So let's jump ahead a little bit because we are short for time.
0: Oh we god! <laughs> we are yeah. so
1: I didn't I didn't think this would happen, but uh, we might have to go over it a little bit. But right. So look, when Toby McGar, so Andrew Garfield shows up first, that was uh,
0: when the biggest scream came in my cinema. Yeah.
1: Someone lost their mind completely.
0: Yeah, it, like in the
1: control, he started crying, legitimately, and then the and then he cried even harder when Toby McGuire showed up. And I'm like, wow, man, you need to like.
0: See, that's funny. I didn't get a big reaction off Toby Maguire in uh, my cinema because I'm not sure if this is just me, but I'm so used to people on YouTube editing like Toby Maguire into like Marvel trailers and things. Yeah, so when it turned up, I had that slightly what? Really? Okay.
1: But see, like... I, I don't know, like I was I was happy to he told Maguire there because I was actually the first time I saw it, I was in the cinema that I actually saw Spider-Man one in. Oh uh, so Again, I'm kind of ashamed that was such a horrible experience, but uh, it would have been beautiful otherwise. But um, Andrew Garfield, man, he's my Spider-Man. He's my love action Spider-Man because he just is. And this movie just showed what he is. He's just cool. (laughs) I love the bit, you know, in in the movie where he's just like, he's just having fun with it again. He's like, I love you guys. And they're just like, okay. He's like, I'll crack your back for you. And he's (laughs) just just so funny. Like... uh,
0: yeah, I, I just, it's I like, I mean, it. it's, it's the oldest kind of trope on the internet, but like, it's that uh, Toby McGuire is the better Peter Parker and Andrew yeah. Parker is the it's better, better Spider Man. Yeah, and it's true. And you do, and they are, they do play that up yeah. with Holland to a huge degree. Like, you know, they refer to each other as brothers and all that kind of stuff. My favorite bits of this movie actually were when the villains and the heroes were literally just talking about things from their own. Like Oh, I fought a Guyanian once. Like, oh. I fought an alien in space and it, it it gave me the buzz of like when you're watching a Comic-Con panel. Yeah, and they're just talking about different, different Star Trek shows are like trading like, oh, you fought that blue thing? I fought that blue thing. It I, just, it I, felt I, so out of place that I felt it entertaining. You know what I mean?
1: It felt out of place, but also like totally justified at the same time. Where they're like, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I suppose if you were kind of like, if you did meet your other self, you're like, hey, so... What about this? You know, like I really enjoyed the when the villains were like, yeah, I fell into it. You know, when they're counter to the origin stories. Yeah. And it's just delivered. That's with, exactly
0: what I'm talking about. Yeah. Brilliant.
1: It's just delivered with such deadpan where it's like, I fell into some eels. It's like, oh, I fell into a uh, uh, super collider and Jamie Fox is like, yeah, you got to be careful where you fall. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. It's like, but Isn't they, brilliant. it, it It's like, it reminded me of like this moment in like Avatar The Last Last Airbender where like, you know, they're trading like breakup stories. Like, oh, I broke up with my girlfriend. Oh, my girlfriend turned into the spirit of the moon and died. And the other one just goes, that's rough, man. Like, you know, they're just so removed from normal experiences that this is like normal to them. I just, whenever the film did that stuff, I loved it to bits, but they never lost the sincerity. You know what I mean? Like it didn't just become... A cluster fest of like crowd pleasing things, you know.
1: No, like there was the bit when uh, because Aunt May dies, and to be fair, if Aunt May do- didn't just die in the Spider Man game, it would have a lot more impact than it did. I'm like, hmm. I've just seen her die like six months ago. I'm, well, I'm actually, that's.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like she was underserved in the previous two Spider Man films, anyway. Yeah, she was. I'm right. glad they gave her more to do in this one. Obviously, apart from that. Yeah. But it. But like, it did feel like she was actually guiding. Peter's moral compass in this. Well,
1: one. I, t- I think Would this is disagree? the f- this is the first Spider-Man movie of the mm. MCU. Eh,
0: I suppose you can make an argument for that. Um, what, what I mean is, like, he was out doing
1: Spider-Man stuff, and he felt mm. like Spider-Man. I also I have to I have to give huge props to William, William Dafoe. He yeah. actually did all his own stunts.
0: Holy moly! That's and impressive.
1: and he said, "I'm only coming back if you let me do all my own stunts."
0: That's probably why they got rid of the mask so you could like see him doing it.
1: I couldn't believe like the fight scenes actually the the fight scenes in the apartment are some of my favorite parts of the whole MCU. Yeah. They're so visceral. Actually, it well, no, sorry, the the Daredevil uh fight scene in the hallway isn't in the MCU. So it still counts. Um the vi- the visceral Fights yeah. that they have, it's just like
0: well, I thought that was like a hell. nod to the Sam Raimi type stuff, you know. Well, it
1: was more brutal than the Sam Raimi. Yeah. Like,
0: but actually, family. I'm glad you brought up uh Willem Defoe because um initially I found the way Alfred Molina was pitching his performance a bit jarring, yeah. And then I realized it was because he's playing it right, it's yeah. just his Spider-Man movies are much more cartoony. Yes, it'd be yeah. a bit like if you dropped like Mr. Freeze into the dark night see that's it still playing it like he was in his own movie you know what I mean that's what I enjoyed about it
1: because Doc Ock's performance is so over the top but you're like well yeah that's the universe he's from and even with uh, even with Toad Maguire, you know I I love the line do you have your suit or are you still dressed in like a hip youth pastor and (laughs) that's such a good line from uh, Andrew Garfield and it's like yeah, like they all kind of behaved very much the same way that you would expect them to be. Like, you could drop them into the only one who felt weird was Jamie Foxx.
0: Um, I think he was overplaying his character a bit, but considering they basically had to kind of remake him from the ground up, I thought they pitched it well, like make him the comic relief. No, like, the, I, you know, no, it
1: wasn't even that. Like, I really liked the changes that they made, mm. but. It was just kind of off because you're like, this doesn't really fit into your character. So but he did kind of have to rebuild him from, as you said, from the ground up.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Sorry. It's all right. Um, and yeah. I took I really I, I uh, Dr. Connors was completely underserved as well. He was, Oh, completely like yeah. and
0: like um, I also like, again, to go back to the score, I love that they incorporated all the scores. From all the films I got really excited because the, you, I, I'm not a fan of Amazing Spider Man 2, but its soundtrack mm-hmm. is great. Is. And hearing a little sting of that when Electro comes back like, you know, I'm so-
1: that was really cool. Like, yeah. when they because I thought they were going to do, you know, the way he had his uh his beats kind of yeah. in the electricity that was cool. But, um, look, the fact that they didn't shy away from certain things and kind of lampshaded other things, the, the big emotional hook was when uh, May died. And they were all kind of talking about their big failures. Obviously, Uncle Ben being killed in the Remy movies and then Gwen being killed. And I got choked up a bit, I'm not going to lie to you, but you know the other bit when um, MJ was fallen and um, Andrew Garfield saves her? And he starts crying because he's and she's like, are you all right? And you're like, wow, we got redemption for saving, saving her and for failing to save Gwen. And I'm like, wow, they really, they really pitched, as you said, the pitch of this while it was weird in certain places, overall, it didn't hurt anything. It was like perfect all the way through. Um, Even the way some of it didn't feel weird, uh, didn't feel exactly right. But then you're like, it's because they're playing characters from different, they're actually playing the characters as they would be in their universe that are just dropped in the MCU. And I think that's a really cool way to do it.
0: I'm really sorry. My daughter's wandered in. Sorry, we might have just uh, okay. end around this bit. That's okay. <laughs>
1: Are you good to go or do you want to?
0: Uh, just a minute. You keep talking about the film there for a sec.
1: Yeah. Oh. Well, we're at time anyway, Keen. So...
0: so we can hang That's out. That's right. right. It's time to go now for him. That's it right. Is. She's right. She's spot on. <laughs> She's spot on. over the door because mom's sleeping there. Um, so, yeah, overall last impressions before we wrap.
1: Uh, I think it's a must see. It's a movie that if you haven't seen it, go out your way to see it. I think it's going to make a billion dollars. Um, I think it's just one of the, probably the best, most satisfying movie you can watch, even if you're not a Marvel fan. Um, yeah. You'll have a great time. Yeah, you'll have a great That's
0: time. That's quite high praise. Yeah, I, I'm i not quite as enamored with it as you are, but I thought it was hugely impressive. And I I really liked how focused this was. And I think... I'm glad they managed to keep most of the surprises. We we even haven't given away most of the surprises, you know. No, I thought it was haven't. very well balanced, and it felt like it was a loving tribute to all three Spider-Man franchises. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's the the biggest takeaway from it. If you're a Spider-Man fan, if you're a Marvel fan, you're going to see it, and absolutely go see it now. Go see it.
0: Well, then, will we wrap call time there? Yeah, we will indeed. So, guys. Excellent. So Again, we'll be back hopefully with a Christmas episode next week. Let us know yeah. what kind of crispy things you like. Do you want our best Christmas films, our worst Christmas films, our guilty pleasures, whatever? Let us know. And we'll be back this time next week on Phoenix 92.5 FM as always. But until then, bye. Bye. Are you a nerd? Do you like hearing about a bizarre range of topics from the world of nerd? Does your heart and hairstyle still belong in the nostalgic 90s? Are you a sucker for spooky weirdo things? Well, whether you're a hardcore nerd or a vanilla ice ice baby, Straight Outta Canto is the podcast radio show for you! Straight Out of Canto, that's K-A-N-T-O, Ireland's number one show for nerd culture, nightmares, nostalgia, and more. Straight out of canto.
1: Join us at Nerd2No nerd To